Welcome to this week's episode of the Nerd Shatter Podcast, where two nerds sit down and chit-chat about nerd news that we find throughout the week. I'm joined by my good buddy Garrett. My friend, how are you? Good. I'm glad to be back. Feeling a little under the weather, I heard. Yeah, just a little bit for <laughs> oh, all, all a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm mine's pretty much cleared up, but then I got that surgery coming up, so we're we're all over the place on this. So um, next week, Garrett might be handling the show here, and maybe the week after, and then we got our Halloween episode and all that good stuff. So busy month. It is spooky season, so a good month to be busy. And as always, I got the free and heavily discounted games that I find throughout the week and like to share with you guys. Uh, first and foremost, Hell, or, I'm sorry, Rising Hell, free on Epic Game Store until October 13th. That's a pixel art roguelike platformer like Castlevania or Metroid. Uh, it looked pretty cool. Uh, and in that same genre, you have Slain uh, Back from Hell, also free uh, on the Epic Game Store until October 13th. Um, it's another pixel art platformer game. <laughs> There's two of them. Um, I mean, if you're into it, it's a good week for you. But if you're not into that stuff, you know, uh, you know, just add it to your add it to your library. It's a free game. Um, another one here that I wanted to mention, uh, uh, an honorable mention here. Chivalry Two is now available on Game Pass for both PC and Xbox. I think I did. I tell you about Chivalry Two? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. Oh, I I didn't tell you because I don't think you have Game Pass, right? My wife does. <laughs> I mean, I recommend Chivalry 2. It's the first person and third person, but it's a first person melee knight combat game. So maces, axes, uh, swords and shields, you know, great swords, that type of thing. And Is it like For Honor then? It is. It No, uh, For Honor is a lot more arcadey. Uh, this okay. one would be a lot more like Mordhau. Um, okay. There's another game like it, but it's a very, it's so funny, dude. It's a, it's they're, they're role play eccentric. So you get a lot of like animations and just funny dialogue and stuff like that. And just the stuff it's a, it's a pure multiplayer game. You're swinging around clunky weapons and you're hacking, you know, heads off and you know, you're dueling people and you know, jousting even and that type of thing. So, um, I like Chivalry, I like Mordhau, and then Chivalry 2 came out, and I didn't have it, and then it came into Game Pass, and I've been playing, I've probably dumped probably 40 or 50 hours into it already, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, it's incredibly enjoyable, it's fun, you can get a little frustrated, but it's one of those games where like an hour later you're getting the itch to go back and swing it around again, you know, so I uh, highly recommend it, just give it a shot, um, and kind of go in there lighthearted, because even in the tutorial they kind of stress, you know, it's, it's a role play game. Uh, you know, you're there to have fun and kind of joke around and, and you know, hack away. So enjoy. Um, I mean, sometimes we do multiple stories for the show and, and sometimes we just do roundups. Um, I'm going to skip my standalone segment. I'll just go through the roundup and uh, fire off a few interesting stories for the week. But I heard that you have an interesting little discussion to start. So I'm going to pass it on to you. Thanks. Um, so what, what we're starting out with today is... Uh... More details are getting released with NVIDIA's uh, 40 series launch or the RTX 4000 series, whatever you want to call it. So a lot of the press um, that get samples have gotten their you know, press release samples and the 4000 series cards, specifically the 4090s, are massive, like absolutely massive. The Founders Edition, which is probably going to be the smallest one you can get your hands on, at least for several months, is the size of an Xbox Series S. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to read a little bit that I uh, wrote out here, and then we'll uh, chat about it for a minute. Yeah. Um, after announcing the RTX 4000 series and that its pricing wouldn't change, it has been revealed that all of the 4000 series cards are physically larger than previous generations and take up more power with the 4090 requiring up to... 1200 watts by itself That's in retrospective oh a 3090 card could be powered with a, a system total of 750 watt power <laughs> supply <laughs> um uh, reddit user hyper r159 uh, posted a picture comparing the sizes of the current uh, generation consoles so the series um, s and ps5 um against the founder founders edition 4090 and like the 4090 is exactly as tall as an xbox series s um i mean it looked a little bit bigger to be honest it, it, it <laughs> like probably a is a little bit bigger um then it's half of the width um 
like when you put the card as it, and its thinnest profile, it's like half of the width, and it, it's just a massive card. Then you have like the Asus variant that's almost as tall as a PS5. Yeah, and I saw the picture of the PS5 one, and it was shocking. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I thought it was like, yeah, it's, it was like some plastic, like like product, you know, promotional GPU that they have, like at Best Buy. They stick to the top of the display or something, but no, it was literally the card. Yeah, uh, and I guess for people, you know, if you want to like visualize it, it's like remove the the side plates of a PS5, and it was like the same size as the innards of of a PS5. You know, like that that rectangle that's actually in the center. Um, the dimensions obviously different, but in terms of height, it was shocking. It was huge, massive. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, know. so the card is massive, and if you are if anyone is dumb enough to buy one of these things. You have to have an extremely large case because that any of the aftermarket ones that are um, released day one are three to four inches longer than the the founders edition one, which mm -hmm. barely fits in a mid-sized tower case with no um, hard drive cages or fan cages in the front. I saw a guy on a YouTube video try to put a 4090, the Asus model specifically, try to put it in. And there was no way he could get it to fit inside Physically. the case with nothing else in the case. <laughs> He's put a little rotary saw and just start chopping part of the, the case. I mean, he would have to. You'd have to put, like, take out an inch of the case. Well, I mean, I told front. you when I got my 3070 Ti that it was a three fan and I knew it'd be a little bit bigger, but it was gigantic. Yeah. And I had to remove one of my hard drive bays so that I could wiggle it in and actually get it to fit uh, in, you know. Um, I mean, the, the case accommodated it after I after I kind of like looked at it and realized like, oh, they, they thought about this, but insane. And, and to assume that this one's actually bigger is just like, that's what I'm comparing it to. This gigantic GPU that I have in my PC uh, compared to what I saw. It's like, th this is a joke. You have to get yeah. special cases or something for this. Like, there's no way. Well, you're, you're, they're going to have to get a full-size case, which full-size cases are extremely large like you Stupid. can't just get a, a super long case like they, you don't they don't have those you have yeah. to get them larger in every single dimension who knows they might make graphics or uh, new cases that will be coming out this year just to yeah. have uh, accommodate the the length of these cards yeah. um and 1200 watts well, yeah I guess, well, so what'd you say it was a thousand watts for um the the asus rog model is a thousand watts and the palette standard edition palette is 1200 watt power requirement that's not accounting for your you know your cpu, CPU just general your fans, um your, your, exactly your, your so rgbs you know i mean you're probably looking at a 1500 watt plus like requirement for your total system at that point and at that like with that you're having to look at your electrical system mm -hmm. in your house to make sure it's going to be able to like deal running, with that running refrigerator yeah <laughs> in, your, in your bedroom you're running a refrigerator well i mean you know and and as you mentioned you know they they had mentioned that oh well you know you think the prices are going to keep dropping but those days are over you know so i mean we have nvidia that are, are starting to make some really bad moves and uh, i i had mentioned it to you off off um podcast that it was like like they're seeing red or they're like blood drunk you know like they're just yeah they're so I guess hubris by this point that they, they could do no wrong in their own eyes. So they're just, just carelessly making decisions. I mean, given that's, that's probably just a very immature and, and naive way of, of explaining it, but you know, you got Intel coming on the scene, right? Well, yeah. So like we have AMD bringing out really solid options. Um, and here's the thing with AMD right now, they are really focusing on their drivers. So like they're, uh, there's 6,000 um, XT or just 6,000 series right now. It, they are aging like fine wine because every single driver update, the performance increases are huge for those. Mm. And they're becoming more compatible um, and more, I don't not necessarily more compatible, but more friendly with Intel uh, processors, which has always been like a kind of a finicky thing. So like there's a huge increase with AMD right now. They have really great budget options um, across the board. Um, then you have Intel. They're just launching their first generation graphics cards with their Arc 700 series. Mm -hmm. 
like you have two competitors now, not just one who's been generally lagging behind, but now is really pushing forward. And you have Intel, which is scary that they're finally coming out with graphics cards because it's Intel. Like mm -hmm. they do everything and they, they have the resources and they have the money as yeah. well. They have the, the clout they have. And the prices were stupid. I think you yeah. were talking about it's like the comparison is like 30 series in terms of Intel comparison. Or I'm yeah. sorry, uh, 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 NVIDIA comparison for like $400. I mean, you're looking at, you know, comparable right out the gate. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't believe that, that, that the 3060 was $400, but I guess the prices have dropped. But I mean, that's what you're looking at in terms of comparison. Yeah. Uh, it's a limited market. They're not going to be selling too many of them, but look basic, look clean, you know, um, and then you got some opportunities for, for, for AMD to maybe make some adjustments. I, for anybody that doesn't know much past, you know, bigger number and newer, newer device makes better graphics, you know, like aside from your standard, like uh, a customer uh, for people who don't know 1200 Watts for a single GPU is a lot. It, <laughs> just, it's a lot. Just to let you know that just, just so that you're aware um, you know, typically, I mean, you, you throw a 3090 TI into your system, thousand Watts will easily take care of everything on current Every standard. single thing, everything, and then have some left, you know, to spare. Well, you'd be looking at a 20% overhead, um, with a, a 3090 TI and, uh, even an I nine price, like processor, you'd yeah. be looking at maybe a 15% overhead, which is more than plenty. Yeah. Like, well, and I mean, I know. we had this going the opposite direction oh, too. I know we had this going down. Like, you know, I was shocked that the 3070, uh, you know, was, uh, 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 consuming less power in comparison to my old 980 TIs and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that we're going a different direction. These cards are getting crazier and they're getting bigger, but they're also consuming less energy, which is a good thing, you know? And, and, and another comparison in, in regards to, uh, you know, AMD and Intel and stuff like that. If you're not, if you've just always known Intel or you've always known AMD and you've never compared the two, they're not compatible. The 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 CPU and the motherboard are completely uh, inverted, right? So the, the, the CPU, the chip itself on an AMD has the prongs on it, am I correct? correct. And then Intel, uh, they have the prongs uh, that make connection to the CPU on the board itself. I, I think that AMD is in a prime spot to take over a vast majority of NVIDIA customers over the next probably five years if NVIDIA continues its customer neglect. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, well, my I implication that, was the fact that um, to switch to AMD, you need to redo your rig. You know what I mean? Like you have well, to build a new rig. You can't have... You, you can do a graphics card switch from NVIDIA to AMD and vice versa. You just have to be extremely careful in the way that you... Um, install and uninstall your um, graphics drivers. Interesting. It, I didn't know that. Yeah, you you, you can do that. And it, it's, I, I've done it twice personally, um, going from AMD to NVIDIA cards. Well, I, I guess I did it from NVIDIA to AMD because I got a, a really great deal on a, an AMD card several years ago now. Yeah. Then I went from um, an RX 580 AMD card to an uh, RTX 2070 Super. And mm. when I did that, I didn't reinstall the OS or anything. Um, you just have to be extremely careful. And mm -hmm. um, I, if you have your AMD graphics drivers still installed when you put in a NVIDIA card, it's not gonna do anything crazy. You just won't be able to do squat other than <laughs> Windows. Yeah. So. The in um, integrated graphics, essentially, for the for the motherboard. It, 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 yeah, it becomes integrated graphics, which does <laughs> just re nothing. Just, just remove the GPU. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's possible you can do it. I would probably, if I were to do it again, I'd probably just wipe Windows anyways and start fresh on that front. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to change your motherboard, meaning you don't have to change your processor or and your RAM or anything like that. They played okay with intel stuff but the second you paired them with an amd chip they got a lot better and that's been true is almost all runs up until the last probably two or three years where you'll have an amd graphics card run better with an amd cpu than it will an intel cpu and that's been a driver thing and now amd's been really pushing the driver front to make those improvements so they're more it's more adaptable, appealing like and adaptable, adaptable yeah, yeah. 
It's nice yeah. to hear, though, from somebody who has been kind of shunning um, AMD for the last pff, half decade um, that there is some type of, of progress in that in that regard. Uh, I mean, family members that have AMD rigs and, you know, I don't hear them complaining, but it's like the same thing with like a Samsung phone. You know, it's like they don't complain either. But the second you give them an iPhone, they're like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I see. Oh, OK, I get it. I get it. You know, so. That's good yeah. to hear, though. Yeah, so AMD's making a lot of progress. Um, so here's my question. With AMD bringing great budget options, Intel launching ARC, and EVGA pulling away from NVIDIA and their connection with them, and just graphics cards in general, is this the end of NVIDIA's, or at least the beginning of the end of NVIDIA's market dominance? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... With Intel coming in into the the fray, I mean that's going to be just dividing the market to begin with. So whether or not yep. it has a big impact or not, it's still going to be potential customers that are going to be taken away. So yep. more competition for for Nvidia is never a good thing. Um, however, I think that the, the it's biggest great for one us. <laughs> is great for us. Companies competing against each other is absolutely great for the consumer. Um, you know, but when it comes to AMD, if they're making, they're already there, you know what I mean? And yeah, uh, we can't really scoff at, at the advancements that they've made in terms of quality and, and their graphics cards and, and just overall rigs in the last like decade. Well, and AMD has the, the Ryzen CPUs mm -hmm. that are really great for gaming. Those will literally fight toe to toe with the whatever Intel equivalent it is on any gaming benchmark it's really yeah. cool to see that amd's really um putting their best foot forward yeah well i mean that's kind of that was the thing my thing with amd is they always said that and then when you put it to practice it was never really the case you know what i mean yeah uh, and much like these phones how it's like statistically or spe you know specificity of this device mm -hmm. on pay on paper is is absolutely better than this phone uh, but you put them into practice and and it's a joke you know what i mean uh, yeah. And that was kind of how I had AMD in my mindset is that they always oversold their capabilities. Um, but I've, I've heard a lot less, a lot less griping, uh, to be honest with these Ryzen's, um, and the, what's the, it's our, what's this, what's the GPU series? Um, 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 yeah. So right now they're on the RX 6,000 series. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's 6,800 and 6,500 mm -hmm. and I hear they bang, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, yay. <laughs> You know, and we we, we talked about EVGA on, on a previous show, right? And you know, the, their their flippancy for just being like, man, whatever, we're done, uh, yep. and just ditching. It almost seems like they have something up their sleeve. So, well, in know. in a previous uh, episode, we talked about EVGA dipping out of um, the in, Nvidia and graphics card. I think that uh, probably with the next generation of Intel Arc, we're gonna see. Nvidia be like, oh hey look, we're helping out Intel, and here's our, you know, EVGA Intel Arc GPUs mm, that are yeah. so much better. I think that's going to be their, um, because so like I know the the Arc GPUs, they're like the limited release and everything. Um, it would not surprise me if they, they meaning Intel, team up with. Uh, EVGA is their way to mar uh, mass produce them. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Add some slight modifications to the process. I'm assuming nothing like building from the ground up as a, um, I mean a chip processor essentially, right? Yeah. Uh, are there not? That's, that'd be Nvidia that's processing the chips and then uh, boards. Yeah, I mean EVGA has that established business already, and yep. to assume that they're just gonna close the doors and lock it up and just whatever uh, is a little naive, you know. Um, it it feels like they're 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 gonna swing back around and team up with one of these other companies. Which a, I'm not gonna say EVGA is enough for me to like swap over to like an AMD rig or what have you, but uh, it definitely lends some credibility to to you know alternate approaches to, yep. to your GPU satisfaction. Yeah. And my money is, like I said, on the Intel arc mm -hmm. uh, with them pairing up with that. I think that's a no brainer. If um, Intel is really wanting to get into the market and make a chunk mm -hmm. uh, for themselves, 
I, I would feel like that that is the the route. Well, interesting, interesting news on the uh, you know techie front there. Um, yeah, rocky ground. Um, be careful out there purchasing GPUs. And, Don't you know, buy a used card right absolutely now. Absolutely not. I mean, for the foreseeable future, uh, we will see. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. Just be very careful out there, people. <laughs> Watch your GPU purchases, please. Look for new, uh, you know, factory sealed, all that good stuff. So yeah, that one is interesting. Uh, and like I said, I'm going to just kind of close it out with a roundup try to keep the shows under an hour. Uh, if there's something big, then then I'll do it in the future. But uh, as of right now, we just kind of had a, <clears throat> a few little juicy ones. I guess I could have, have done an, an entire standalone segment of uh, the first one I'm going to talk about here. CD Projekt Red stuns fans as they announce a slew of new games and DLC projected for the Cyberpunk and Witcher franchises. With the goal of completing the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of The Witcher 3 this year, they also have the Phantom Liberty DLC for Cyberpunk 2077 still slated for a 2023 release. Uh, Also in the Cyberpunk universe, they announced Project Orion, a complete sequel to uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Along with those, they announced Project Polaris, the one of many internal names being used. Uh, this one for Witcher 4. Uh, it's a new trilogy installment of the Witcher saga. They also announced Project Sirius, uh, a new project being developed by outside developer, the Molasses Flood. I've never heard of that developer before personally, but uh, and it's going to be supported by CD Projekt Red. Um, I'm assuming, you know, they're just outsourcing the dev work. Uh, not much info aside from fluff of it being an exciting new adventure. Finally, they announced. Canis Majoris, Majoris, I don't know how to pronounce it, described as a story-driven single-player open-world RPG set within the Witcher universe. Uh, this game is also being developed by an outside studio. Uh, they even hinted at something called Project Hadar, a game that is in early conceptual stages uh, as a standalone new IP. I was kind of hoping that we'd be like, you know, uh, 2077 is going to have all this, this, this previously promised content added to it the verticality that we boasted when when developing the game and and the the blocks of map that have nothing going on you know we fixed all that the the ai and the 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 cars in the distance just driving around in circles and all those little issues that are still lingering i'm sure a few of those are being chipped away uh, but really when you hop back in the game there's still issues like just the entire concept of like police and how they spawn is still just a joke and uh, there is no, you know, running from the cops in a vehicle. It's very surface level. Um, essentially, the game feels incomplete. And, and it was just shocking to see CD Projekt Red come out and be like, yeah, we got like six or five or six new projects that we're, <laughs> that we're working on. Uh, what do you think? Have you played Cyberpunk? No. Um, mm. It's just literally from day one, it was such a train wreck that I avoided it. Mm-hmm. It, all of this sounds super greedy, though. Yeah. And almost like they're trying to distance themselves from the original release of Cyberpunk. So. Yeah. Well, you got the the, new, the CEO also left. He stepped down. Um, and then I forget who it was, like one of the lead designers or lead conceptual. I forget what it was. But mm-hmm. somebody in a higher, posi- higher up position took his role. Um, so there's some, some executive swapping going on right now. Um, just a complete blowout of, of side projects. My issue is, I forget when 2077 was announced. It was like 2011 or 2012 or 2013 or something like that. Um, are they recreating the exact same mistakes tenfold, I guess fivefold by this point? <laughs> are they hyping this these games up way too early? Yes. Yeah. I mean... Okay, we talked about this in a previous episode where, you know, company, I think when we were talking about Hogwarts Legacy, Mm. like companies hyping, hyping up and saying, hey, here's here's this uh, release date and everything, and um, then they have to push it back 10 times. Push it back, push Um, it back, push it back. I mean, then there's other places that will announce it, like, hey, we're making this game here where we're at in development, like, uh, probably within a year of it um launching but don't say nothing about a release date mm-hmm. until like two months out and they're like okay here's the release t- um, date and like everything's laid out ready to go and you have a, a, a semi-decent product when you actually get it released of course there's going to be glitches when a game comes out at this point in time 
Um, it's sad that we have to like admit to that, but that's yeah. where we're at. Yeah. And you know, the project Hadar, the, I'm going to mention a conceptual idea is so stupid. Like that is just, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's like, instead of waiting until they had a trailer for cyberpunk 27, you know, 2077, they instead a year and a half earlier, were just like, Hey, we're thinking about making a 2077. You know what I mean? And it just making it worse. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not helping anybody. Um, my issue with this is that it feels very, what's a good comparison. Uh, first we feast, um, you know, the whole where, where they sit down and they, um, they interview people and they eat hot wings and what's it called? Um, hot ones. Um, it's like that started off as a novel idea and then it expanded into recipe books and then it expanded into merchandise and then it expanded into their own sauces at the stores and then it expanded into their own frozen meals and then now they're going to have a TV show, a reality show. It's like I'm getting that vibe from CD Projekt Red where they were this humble, skilled and precise developer uh, and have now chosen to go like the Mickey Mouse route, you know, and um rather than learn from their mistake, they're just going to double down. Uh, they're going to generate hype uh, and they're just going to pray that it, it works itself out. You know what I mean? I mean, we got, we got projects from outside developers. Um, I'm sure they've, they've worked with outside developers in the past for probably like mobile games or what have you. But I mean, we're talking about what sounds like some type of open world RPG or I don't know, BR or something like that uh, being developed by somebody that's, that's not even connected to the Witcher franchise. Um, I mean, when you when you talk about people enjoying these games, it's not just the characters that they like. It's the gameplay, it's the mechanics, it's the the story, the the, the way the story is being told, which is very indicative of the developers that are making it. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, and by by licensing your stuff out, uh, I I think I made a comparison in a previous show where it's like, oh, it was trying to find you know Mario Odyssey on sale. It's just not going to happen, but you'll find Mario versus Rabbids <laughs> on sale every other week um, because it's not it's not part of that. It doesn't feel like a Mario game. It doesn't feel like a Nintendo game. It feels like they just licensed their stuff out to a, a third party dev or whatever. So it's just it it feels cheap, and that that yeah. does not feel like CD Projekt Red to me. So I'm I'm thinking there's something wrong going on there. You know what I mean? That there's there's some type of executive decision-making that is not indicative of, of past CD project red. And I mean, That's that might have been why the CEO left, who knows, you know, so uh, a bit of a bummer on that one. I don't want to dwell on it too much. I did dump like 60 or 80 hours into cyberpunk 2077. And to be honest, if it was finished, it would be a really good game. Uh, it was, there were some issues with it, but all in all, yeah. I mean, you know, if you find it cheap, like they were giving it away for free, if you bought like an, a PlayStation controller, Hey, if you, if, you could, if you could find that deal, Hey, Hey, swoop it up. Uh, next on here, this one hurts red dead redemption Two super fan to lose 6,000 hours of playtime, having that chosen hurts. stadia as his preferred platform to dedicate the progress to. Uh, with Google having announced their shutting down of their cloud-based gaming platform just a week ago, uh, they did promise uh, refunds to customers. Now, whether or not that carries over to games, I'm not sure, but there is absolutely no way you're going to refund 6,000 hours of playtime uh, to an wow. individual. Uh, no word from Rockstar that I could find. Uh, my issue with this is, as I mentioned, it, this is intentional on Rockstar's part, and they've always done this. You get Red Dead Redemption 2 released, I think, six to eight months later than the console release, right, on PC. Yeah. Um, there is no connection. Even though they force you to use the Rockstar launcher on PC now, there is still no cross-progress. It's for you to buy a new version of the game, which I did because I'm an idiot. Um, I got it, like, dirt cheap. It was an opportunistic purchase, purchase, but you get it on Xbox, like I did, day one, play through the campaign, blah, blah dealing with controller because i'm a pc player and eventually it releases on pc which i know red m is going to come in they're going to have their custom servers so it's like i want to get on that there's no way of getting that experience on 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 console i'm not going to play the game again for the reasons that i played it the first time but i want to experience that so i'm going to buy it again they know that they're not stupid <laughs> you know uh, and that's why they do it there is no way for him to easily transfer his progress from 
this this dying console to his account just his account in general uh, yeah, what do you sad. think i mean i think uh if rockstar uh, wanted to keep some face here they would allow the transfer of that character or characters progress in general mm-hmm. to one of the other consoles yeah um or computer um I, I feel like that would be a thing that Rockstar could do to this one person to stay. <laughs> just face. do it, yeah. Just, yeah. just do it. Help the guy out. You know, spend the spend the few hours just transferring it over manually. Yeah, um, do whatever. But I, I feel for the guy. I think the most hours I've dumped into a game is like three thousand hours or something like that. Um, it seems yeah, unfathomable I'm... looking back at it. Uh, I can only imagine. You know, uh, however, I mean, I think you, I'm not sure if he was a streamer or what have you, but if you're dumping 6,000 hours into any game, you're probably not doing it just for your own personal enjoyment. It's probably because he's streaming or he makes content or what have you. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but it might have been a selling point for his streams or videos that he was using a stadia. Cause you had a, you had a number of people who were like hardcore stadia fans who were mm-hmm. using that as like a selling point, you know, for their videos and for their streams and stuff. Um, I just think it's, I think cross progress is probably one of the most like cozy things I've, I've experienced in gaming, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just, it feels so good to like play casually, you know, I'm playing, I don't know, Warframe uh, on my on my console. And then I get up and I come to the office and I can sit down and pick up where I left off and continue and know that I'm always making progress in, in one way or the other. Um, for Rockstar, and you don't get that. And for Red Dead Me personally, it's like I think I'm a level 140 or something like that before I quit on, on console. And then I got it to like 80 on P- on PC. Uh, I was doing PC for multiplayer and Red M and stuff like that, but I would have been so happy if I was able to just carry over that 140 and continue onward. I'd be like in the 200s or 300s now, you know, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for somebody who's playing in, on a casual basis in comparison to 6,000 or 6,000 hours. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, I feel for the guy rip, you know, it is what it is, but really we should be blaming rockstar, not Google. Yeah. Um, now, whether or not, like I said, he's going to get any money back for the game purchases of that, that's an interesting one. I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, next on here, artist David Bowen straps a robotic arm to a plant, terrifying humankind. Did you see this video? <laughs> okay, I, I, I didn't know what this was, and I, I just Googled it, and, like, he has a machete strapped to it, right? <laughs> it's a gigantic machete, yes. Yeah, that that's scary. Yeah, I'm a, I'm not a uh, botanist, I guess it would be. Um, I don't know the 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 inner workings of a plant. However, this individual is an artist who likes to combine like robotics and art together to you know to convey his his art. Um, this one, he it's like he collected or he connected like little probes or whatever to to certain parts of the leaves on a wall plant and then attached a robotic arm. Uh, much like you'd see in a factory that can grab and move things and pick them up and place them and stuff. Uh, but then he strapped a machete to it <laughs> and see this yeah. thing swipe around left and right. Like, like it has intent. Like it's like, Oh, I can move, I can move this knife. And it's like jabbing and swiping. It's like, how are you going to shut it off? <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was like insane. I'm going to have a link to the video in the description, but if you haven't seen it, watch it. Cause it's like, okay, now we're getting a little too crazy. We need to chill. What do you yeah. think? Um, there should be no AI with uh, <laughs> weapons weapons of oh, yeah. any sort. That, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's bad. <laughs> I mean, we're not even like, I mean, less than a year ago where somebody took one of those like Boston Dynamic dogs and strapped a gun to it. You know what I mean? And it's like there but, needs to be explicit laws against that 100% forever. Yeah, but with that Boston Dynamic dog, there's someone controlling the gun. It's not the, <laughs> the, the thing. <laughs> Becoming yeah, sentient. A, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, definitely check it out. Link down there in the description. Um, I got a few others on here, but I'm just going to do this last one here. Um, it was interesting. Dwayne Johnson drops Instagram video alluding to the appearance of a character of greater strength and being from another planet in the upcoming Black Adam film. Still known as to why uh, the primary desire for the, the Snyder-based uh, fan base 
is looking for uh, Superman to make the cameo rather than Shazam. Um, the Snyder, the Snyder fans. Um, I mentioned it last week. I had never seen speculation like this before. I really should have waited another week because it's just getting worse. It started. I'm going to say it started, but one of the key points in the beginning was they released a trailer for Black Adam. It included Joss Whedon based Justice League footage. So naturally the Snyder, the Snyder fans were just up in arms. Then the trailer gets taken down and then that section of the film or the video is removed and then re-uploaded. Um, the response to that in the Snyder fans was that the rock had it removed, that the rock went in and removed it. Some people even just flat out saying that he removed it. <laughs> um, then that became associated and kind of entangled with leaks from people who have supposedly screened the video, which I guess it is out there, um, saying that, you know, uh, Cavill makes his return and that he's in the blue and red suit, uh, God willing. And, and the, the outrage on this now was that it's not the justice league, um, intro theme for Superman. And it's not the black suit Superman that, uh, they got up in arms about that. Um, and then it kind of carried on into just more speculation and more speculation and just kind of just a snowball effect of uh, assumptions. So now, even if Superman does make an appearance in this film, they still found a reason to be upset about it. What do you think? <laughs> uh, Snyder fans will find a reason to be upset about anything. Yeah. Unless it's Snyder himself. And well, that, that's, that's something I've seen too, is, is people being like, you know, it really doesn't matter what they're given. If it's not Snyder feeding it to them, then they're just going to have an issue with it. And it's one of those things where they're, they're, they're making progress inch by inch intentionally by being like, we just want Superman back. And then they get Superman and then they're like, well, we don't want that theme. And it's like, all right. So they change the theme. It's like, well, you know, we, we want him in the different suit and it's like, okay, well, all right. <laughs> and then, and then eventually it's going to end up with, you know, uh, this isn't a, a, the right movie unless Snyder is running it. You know what I mean? You've done all this already. Why not just do this? And, uh, I can see how, how that argument would be justified, but I just thought it would be funny that, that, you know, people are expecting Superman to make a cameo in a black Adam film for some reason, you know, that is not the same. That's not the same arc. Uh, I can understand if you want to make like a tongue in cheek, like reference, what have you, but really it should be Captain Marvel that is making that appearance. Shazam. Apologies. Yep. <laughs> you know, it should be him making that appearance, but you know, I could see how that conflicts with the, the trailer that we've already seen for, for Shazam, where he's, he's very self deprecating about his, about his abilities and his involvement and yada, yada. Um, so I think we just have a, a grave mismanagement of these characters and who belongs where and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that one because it was absurd. Yeah, the, I mean, the Snyder fan. I mean, okay, how many times have we talked about Snyder fans one-upping themselves in, in, in complete, <laughs> utter absurdness? Yeah, it is. It's getting pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I'm seeing a lot more people getting a little snappy and stuff like that. Um, but you know, when it comes down to it, it's it's a little bit unreasonable at times. Um, but I don't want to dwell on it. I just thought that was funny, but. By this point, even if Superman makes an appearance, assume that people are going to be disappointed regardless. Even the people that were, especially the people that were asking for it. So I uh, yeah. just want to throw that out there. So that's the last one I have highlighted in regards to what I wanted to talk about. A couple of other stories that I have on here. Disney television stations, ABC, ESPN, FX, and Disney Channel are making their return to Dish and Sling TV after having a handshake agreement uh, between the two. Uh, Black Panther trailer drops, showing full shot of Black Panther. Uh, still speculation as to who the female character is that's playing Black Panther. Um, I think it's pretty obvious, though, if you look at Black Panther in the trailer, it's Shuri's uh, makeup. It's the yeah, exact it same looks markings. Like Shuri. It's identical markings on the forehead. It's Shuri. So uh, no speculation needed. <laughs> Moving on. No Man's Sky on Switch releases with new relaxed mode and complete overhaul of the inventory system. Thank God. Um, considered one of the game's weakest points uh, with the introduction of a new player base from the Switch. Murray said they wanted to tidy up a bit and make tweaks that would be more welcoming to new and casual players. Um, I downloaded that actually last night after reading that article so that I could play a little bit. I'm going to stream today. I'm going to play some nice. Chivalry. We're going to play some... Uh, 
some No Man's Sky and all that stuff. So going to check out some of these new modes. Have you ever played No Man's Sky? Yeah, I actually got it on launch. And, mm. you know, for how uh, bare bones it was at launch, I liked it. Yeah, it was still fun. It, um, actually, oh, I got it shortly after launch, now that I remember right. Because, mm. you know, you had the whole fiasco at launch and then mm. it, like, dropped in price. When it dropped in price, that's when I bought it. An absolute, just a victory tale right there. Like, I, I'm not sure if it'll ever be beat. Um, a comeback of a company was, was just so epic. The game is, yeah. is so much better than it was. So, so much better. If you haven't played it or you get an opportunity, download it and play it. Now they got a relaxed mode. You don't have to worry about oxygen, uh, fuel, you know, uh, radiation, that type of thing. You can just go and have fun. And build they got base building they got star bases and like space carriers there's like uh different types of uh, shooting mechanics and different uh, beasts and, and and robots to fight it's it's a different game so yeah give it a shot uh it coming to switch sounds totally cool don't know how that's gonna work it's a heavy game uh next one twitter confirms it intends to close the deal with elon musk Musk randomly agreed to original terms if the case would be dismissed <laughs> So he's going to be, he's pretty much going to be forced to pay $44 million for a shitposting website. GG's. Uh, Need for Speed Unbound announced with a December 2nd release date planned. And uh, the cinematics of it is featuring a pretty heavily anime inspired art style. Um, Russian government rejects plan to establish Russian based national game engine that we previously mentioned on the show. Uh, <laughs> okay, real quick. You, you have to imagine like, you know, they they announced it, and then they, like, started getting into, like, well, how much is this going to cost? <laughs> and they're, like, looking at war budget, game budget. Oh, <laughs> yeah, huh. They're, Five billion for game or five billion for war? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they're, ma they're, ma they're making bad decisions left and right, so I wouldn't put it uh, past yeah. them. But <laughs> as of right now, with the decisions that they're making, it's not time to try to be lucrative, you know? It's time to, to try to sustain yourself as a country because uh, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot right now. However... Uh, I thought that was lulls. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, please get out of here. Just get out of here. Uh, so, yeah, that was funny. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie trailer drops. Internet irate over Chris Pratt. Sounding like Chris Pratt. Did you hear it? Did you watch it? I, I watched it without sound. And I, I can't remember why I watched it without sound. However, I don't, I mean, I don't have a problem with Chris Pratt. Uh, no. His voice. I can understand how other people might be upset about it but yeah it's a movie come well, on you get the pikachu comparison to detective pikachu and, and it being ryan reynolds voice however that was actually ryan reynolds that was in the yeah. you know so regardless it looks super good like yeah i it was looked so good i was so impressed with just the visuals the visuals oh my gosh like, it was oh, so the, pretty the epic camera angles that they're choosing the fun i like the 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 penguins just like the the do you yield you know like i like that whole like back and forth um you know you got you got jack black doing the voice of of bowser and he's doing a really good job um i can see where they're talk, talking about chris pratt because it's not like he's trying to sound like mario and he's not sounding like chris pratt people need to relax on that one uh, he sounds like he's doing an East Coaster accent, and it's and it's kind of bad, but uh, we'll see. However, I mean, you could see the fine wrinkles on his pants. The internet irate that his butt wasn't jiggly enough, which, <laughs> I mean, I feel. But, you know, when it comes down to it, it looked gorgeous. So yeah. I'm, I'm totally down. It looks good to me. If they're going to make movies like that, pfft, hey, that's it's not a corny live-action movie like the 90s one, which, hey, it's, it's a, a timeless classic. Uh, and it's not some some cheap, you know, cartoon movie. Uh, this looks like they put effort into it. More effort than, than you get from, like, a Sonic film or what have you. So uh, be excited for that one. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Uh, Giga Gamer in Minecraft creates entire universe within the game. Black holes, solar system, galaxies, the whole deal. Not sure if you saw that one. I'll send it to I you did. after the show. It's in... What is that? <laughs> what is I mean... The I, I saw the the black hole and I was just like, holy crap! Like, that looks wow. exactly yeah. like the oh, what was the movie, uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, holy crap! They did a great job replicating that. Well, that is the that is the more technical way of how a black hole would actually look like. Well, yeah, and how light bends around it and stuff like that, and just the way that he pulled it off. Well, that was that was like their first representation of it, I think, in film. Uh, it being more accurate, and it was so creepy, like watching that scene in the film because mm -hmm. just because the mass of it, you know. But yeah, it looks super good. 
it, the the planets i know that there's outside programs in minecraft where you can feed it instructions or like you know specifications and it'll construct things for you uh, so i'm not sure if that's how he made like the orbs for planets and then went and just kind of covered them uh, but earth looked like earth you know saturn looked like saturn and that like you said the black hole was super impressive and I, I can't even, can, the scale has to be massive because of the amount of detail that he had on Earth alone. So uh, I'm actually probably going to download Minecraft for the, I don't know, 868th time and um, hop in there and check it out. I did it for the Disney uh, Disneyland server that somebody made and it was impressive. So uh, I might have to go in there and check it out. Uh, I'll post that link to that video in the description as well if I can find it. God of War Ragnarok has gone gold over a month before schedule. Release date uh, November 9th. Still expected to be met. So get hyped for that one. Uh, and lastly, um, you know, real briefly, did you watch Hocus Pocus 2? I did. What'd you think? I liked it. I, I thought it was uh, kitty. I mean, mm -hmm. the last time I saw, or, uh, you know, the last time a Hocus Pocus movie released, I was a kid. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's their target audience. Um, but it was good. I liked it. I felt like it was a, an honorable sequel. Mm -hmm. Oh, Bette Miller rocking it too. Um, Jessica Sarah Parker was definitely not in her vibe. Um, no. I forget the other lady's name, but she did a pretty good job. Um, the gag with the Roombas, uh, that is the thing. I, we yeah. talked about that prior. Um, a couple of the music scenes were, were kind of cringe. The stage scene... To me, it felt like the and we're talking about this because we're actually choosing to do Werewolf by Night for our Halloween episode. We were originally going to film an entire little extra segment so that we can have it broadcast on Halloween weekend. Uh, we're actually going to switch that over to Werewolf by Night because it was sick. Uh, and we're just going to briefly talk about Hocus Pocus right now. Um, I like the scene where she's, you know, basically the, the from the first film, you know, she's she's mm -hmm. controlling everybody. It, to me, felt like the director had the capability of making that scene super dope. And and I say that because the way the music was, was correlated with the dance movements and just the, the, the setting of the scene, I could have seen it being a little bit more dark with her actually physically, like, putting a spell on people, you know? Like, it's slow zoom in on her face while she's singing, and it's this kind of, like, seren you know, serenading um, yeah, and then kind of blend into what they already had, you know, and the way that she commands them to go do things, I think could have been done to be a little bit more like badass. Uh, but I really actually enjoyed that one little scene in the middle where she takes over. And then the joke is like, why are they going so slow? And they just, they just fly off to go do their own thing. Like, I thought that was funny. Um, there's a scene in there where, where Winifred comes down and scoops up the chick. Uh, I thought that was a super cool shot, like a super cool spooky shot for a kid's movie. Um, they're trying to like get into a car or something like that. And then it's foggy. And then whoosh, like just, she swoops in, she picks her up and she swoops out. And I was like, that's just, it doesn't feel like Hocus Pocus. It feels like there's a super good movie under here somewhere, you know? Yeah. Um, all in all, it's not going to live up to the original Hocus Pocus, but like you said, I think it was like a faithful, uh, sequel. I think it also has more hype than any other children's movie sequel like ever. Um, uh, yeah, probably people talking about this. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, like Lion King and blah, blah. I'm talking about like a movie that was like Disney channel level movie. It's like, if they all of a sudden decide they're going to make another Halloween town, you know, do you think it's going to have the same reception as Hocus Pocus did? No, probably no. Not. You know, it's because of how, how solid that movie was, how good Bette Midler was. Um, and everybody else in the film was doing a pretty good job on that. So if you haven't seen it, you know, especially if you got kids, sit down and watch it. It's good. Uh, but I have a little, a little blurb here. Texas mother, Jamie Gooch, <laughs> goes viral on social media with an urgent message to parents about the dangers of allowing Hocus Pocus 2 into their households. I got a quote here. A worst case scenario is you unleash hell on your kids and in your home, Gooch said. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. Do not watch this film. Everybody <laughs> thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen on Into Your Home. Uh, discuss. <laughs> um, How, what do you feel about these demons, these television demons? I think the lady's a little uh, cuckoo. <laughs> it's a little bit, mm. uh, a little bit absurd. A little. Um, I did listen to that song, though that they're singing when they when they 
send the people out to go find the mayor. Uh, mm-hmm. Literally for no reason, at the end of the song, the last three words that are said is Satan, Satan, Satan. <laughs> it's like, uh, like I might have heard it wrong, but I'm pretty positive because it was said three times that she just flat out just for no reason says Satan, Satan, Satan. Bit weird, <laughs> bit odd, um, but it's a Halloween movie. So it's like, I expect it. It doesn't affect me any you know, so I, I just like whatever, but, uh, yeah, we got some, some hardcore Christians down, down in the South that are a bit irate about the Hocus Pocus. Um, yeah, they can chill. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. Uh, me personally, uh, you know, if you got young children, let them watch it. It's a fun time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was pretty much it for the roundup. I got other stuff that was kind of circulating through today, but it's not really big enough to talk about. Uh, and then, uh, that's pretty much it. We'll just move on to the plug. Um, hey, you know, real if, quick, real quick. I just got to mention. Um, I've lived in the Pacific Northwest my whole life, and uh, the Mariners are back in the playoffs. Mm. Go Mariners. Mm. Yeah. They won yesterday 4-0. You got that. And then, um, God, you got the, the deserter from the Seahawks. My my, my wife is irate. Um, I know. <laughs> Everybody's irate about that. Yeah, and you got the first game back. It's like Broncos versus, versus uh, uh, Seattle. Oh, cringe. Anyways, what <laughs> for you sports fans, there you go. The Mariners are back. Um, but you know, if you want to read or, or check out any more information on what we talked about, we got our social media, which is Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and Facebook at nerd chatter show have the links down there in the description. Uh, you can find all the episodes of the nerd chatter podcast, anywhere you can find podcasts, including Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, YouTube, and pretty much anywhere else. Just search nerd chatter show and we'll be there. If you're interested in becoming part of the community, we got a discord or you can head on over to our Patreon where we have Patreon specific content. Uh, for our supporters, I think what I'll do is I will uh, upload the Halloween episode that we're going to record now for Werewolf by Night. We'll throw that on Patreon for anybody that's on our Patreon. And then I will just convert it to public on like Halloween day or that Saturday just prior. And uh, we'll do that. How do you feel about that? Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you're interested in any of the links, we have them down there in the description below, like I mentioned a few times. And if you're listening to any, uh, or if you listen to the show on any of the podcast platforms, you can find whatever you need at nerdchatter.com for links to our social media and all that good stuff. Garrett, thank you for being back, my friend. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm glad to be back. It's been a long couple of weeks for me. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and call it here. Uh, check out the Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, and we'll catch you uh, next week. All right. Later, guys.